0: Our purpose is not only for you to know and to understand the King's Word, but for you to live it out in your day-to-day life. Philippians 4 and 9 tells us, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Today, our topic is going to be the day of small beginnings. Let's begin in Job chapter 8. In Job chapter 8, beginning in the first verse, it says, Then answered Bildad the Shuhite, and said, How long wilt thou speak these things? And how long shall the words of thy mouth be like a strong wind? Doth God pervert judgment, or doth the Almighty pervert justice? If thy children have sinned against him, and he have cast them away for their transgression, if thou wouldest seek unto God betimes, and make thy supplication to the Almighty... If thou wert pure and upright, surely now he would awake for thee, and make the habitation of thy righteousness prosperous. Though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. For inquire, I pray thee, of the former age, and prepare thyself to the search of their fathers. For we are but of yesterday, and know nothing, because our days upon earth are a shadow. Shall not they teach thee, and tell thee, and utter words out of their heart? Now, in verse 7, it's very important that we understand what is being said. This verse says, Though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. For at our lives, we go through many different seasons. All seasons in life have a beginning. And in many cases, that beginning is a small beginning. It may be starting a new business, buying a new house, starting at a new school, or starting at a new job or moving to a new town, or anything else. We find beginnings present all throughout the duration of our lives. There are times that we need to start over and start from scratch. There are times that we need a reset. There are times when we've lost everything and we have no other choice but to start over. These are all beginnings, and most beginnings are small. So we need to look at what we need to do when we find ourselves at a time of a small beginning. Let's go to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 beginning in the first verse says to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted a time to kill and a time to heal a time to break down and a time to build up a time to weep and a time to laugh a time to mourn and a time to dance a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to rend, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. What profit hath he that worketh, in that wherein he laboreth? I have seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he hath set the world in their heart, so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. Now, fundamental to our understanding of small beginnings is understanding that seasons change in life. Nothing in this world lasts forever. Verse 1 is very crucial as a foundation to our study. The second half of the verse reads, And a time to every purpose under the heaven. The time is assigned to the purpose, not the purpose to the time. This makes all the difference. Before God brings us into the next season of our lives, He already has a special purpose established specifically for that season. His purposes for each season in our lives are designed to further execute His will for our lives. And this is all determined before we even get to that season. God doesn't scramble to give us a purpose after we've already entered into that season. He has established it beforehand. God is never late, and He is never behind schedule. He is all-knowing and is always prepared. When we understand that every season in our lives already has a purpose set apart for it, it should radically change the way that we look at the day of small beginnings. It's also crucial that we understand what is meant by purpose. Purpose is defined as a noun, meaning that which a person sets before himself as an object to be reached or accomplished, the end or aim to which the view is directed in any plan, measure, or exertion. It also means intention or design. God's purposes are always designed to fervor his will. Each purpose is a part of that will, which is the whole similar to how each season is a part within the whole of life. We know that his purpose is always directly related to his will. Ephesians 1 and 11 says, In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. If we look even deeper, we'll find that purpose has an even deeper meaning than we find here. The word used for purpose in Ecclesiastes 3.1 is the Hebrew word kephets, meaning delight and pleasure. It also means acceptable, delightsome, things desired, pleasant, willing, purpose. This definition is critical to our understanding of purpose. God is love. That is his character. And because of this, he establishes his purposes in love. He never intends or designs anything that would be bad for us. He never purposes anything malicious for us. He only purposes good for us. His delight is in, and his pleasure is in, working things out for our good and establishing good purposes for each season of our lives. When we're entering a new season of life and are at a time of a small beginning, we need to keep this in mind. We need to stand on the promise of Romans 8.28, which says, And we know that all things work together for good, to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purposes. Sometimes when we're in a new season, it's hard to see God's hand in it. It's hard to find the purpose. And even if we don't realize the purpose at first, we can rest assured that God has a predetermined purpose and that that purpose is good. Even though the purpose is good, it doesn't mean that the road towards it will be easy or convenient. Each season in life is going to have its own hard times, its own trials and sufferings. But we must understand that these are a part of growth. Although God doesn't will these things for us, he uses them for our good and for our spiritual development and refinement. This is hard for us to see in the moment, but we must try to see the big picture. When we're beginning small, we may be starting out with no resources. We may have little time and no money and not know where the next meal will come from. We may not know where to go or what to do. We may be confused or perplexed at the obstacles that we face. But through the midst of it all, we need to trust in God and trust the process that He has placed us on and the purpose that He has established for us. When we're faced with trials and hard times, it's easy to become discouraged and dejected. But we have to press forward in faith, knowing that executing God's purpose for the season will make everything else worth it. In Zechariah chapter 4, beginning in the 7th verse, it says, Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. His hands shall also finish it, and thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me unto you. For who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro through the whole earth. Verse 10 asks the question, For who hath despised the day of small things? People today hate the day of small beginnings. They despise the trials and the hardships that they're faced with because they don't understand or trust the plan that God has placed them on. They only see the immediate. And since things seem to be on the wrong trajectory in the immediate, they start to despise the day that they are living in. If left unchecked, they will not only despise the small beginning, but also everything that comes after that. This is a very dangerous mindset to adhere to. Despise is a strong word. It's a verb meaning to contemn, to scorn, to disdain, to have the lowest opinion of, to abhor. People despise the beginning because they expected it to be easier. They weren't expecting the hard work and toil that came with the beginning. We should never despise that day. We should embrace it. When we're at the time of small beginnings, although it may not be the most pleasant time, it's still a special and a unique time in our lives. We're never going to be in that season again in life. We need to enjoy it and make the best of it while it's there, because that season has its own special and unique purpose assigned to it. We don't want to miss that purpose. We embrace it when we make the best of it and enjoy the time that God has given us. We need to let each season take its course and trust God. God works all things out for our good, which frees us to embrace what God is doing. God delights and takes pleasure in our embracing and fulfilling of his purpose. That is why it's so important that we embrace the day of small beginnings. Ecclesiastes 317 says, I said in my heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time there for every purpose and for every work. This verse shows us our role to play when we're in the day of small beginnings. The two parts of this verse that reveal to us our role are purpose and work. First, we need to look at purpose. We saw earlier that God has given each season a special purpose. We need to have faith, faith in God, that he will execute his purpose in and through us. Days of small beginnings require faith. The devil doesn't want you to move forward in life. He seeks to keep you back from fulfilling God's purposes. He puts obstacles in your way, roadblocks and diversions and anything else that he could try to use to stop you from moving forward. The way to move beyond these attacks of the enemy is by our faith. Ephesians 6 and 16 says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. If we are to overcome, it requires faith. If we are to travel the hard road into the next season of our lives, faith will be absolutely necessary. Faith is the force deep within our spirits that drives us ever onwards towards the goal, towards fulfilling the purposes of God. We will never make it to the end or cross the finish line without faith. Our faith will sustain us all the way through. It's always hard to begin something new in life, but if we stay faithful, we will make it through. We find the second part of our role in the word work. The word work used here is the Hebrew word mahasha, which means an action, activity, labor, and occupation. Once we have activated our faith, we then need to act. James 2 and 20 tells us, But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Our faith must be paired with works. If we are truly faithful, our faith which is inward will manifest outwardly in our works. Each season in life is unique and different from all the others, and because of this, the task that needs to be accomplished in each vary greatly. No matter what actions are required for whatever season of life we find ourselves in, They all require us to expend time and effort and energy to accomplish the tasks presented to us, and we must be ready and willing to do so. The work and actions that we're referring to here are those things that we do to bring us closer to fulfilling the purpose that God has given us. This is not just any work, although other types of work are necessary as well. This is work that is goal-oriented. It's focused and specific work, and it's determined work. Our actions are very important. We must take actions that move us towards the goal, not away from it. It's within the power of actions to do either of these things, depending on how they're conducted or directed. Our faith drives us to action, and then our actions which are done in the will of God bring God's purpose to fulfillment. Faith requires corresponding action. There is an old adage that says, God helps them that help themselves. If we act in faith, God will bless our actions. And although he doesn't need to, he will use our actions as tools and vessels to bring about the fulfillment of his purpose for that season of our lives. Our faith and corresponding works together are our job when it comes to being at a small beginning. No one else can do these things for us. We must do them for ourselves. And when we do, it makes the end result that much better. Zechariah 4.10 in the New Living Translation says, Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin and to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. God rejoices when the work begins, and it's our job to start the work and put it into motion. This is also why we must embrace and not despise the day. We should rejoice in what the Lord rejoices in. Let's go to 1 Kings chapter 17. In 1 Kings, chapter 17, beginning in the 10th verse, it says, So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth. I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruse. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, Neither shall the crews of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not. Neither did the crews of oil fail according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. The widow woman was at a time of small beginning, and she trusted the Lord and fulfilled his purpose for her in that season of her life. This account of her demonstrates and exemplifies that faith and works together are the way that we proceed when we find ourselves at one of these times. In verse 14, we find faith. It says, For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. This activated her faith. Romans 10.17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. She heard the word of God, and it produced faith within her. God's word showed her his purpose, and she put her faith in God, and in that he would execute his will and purpose during that time. This was the first component. The second component is works, which we find in verse 15. Verse 15 says, And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her household did eat many days. She did the word of the Lord. That was her works. She went out and borrowed vessels and filled them. She put her faith into action through her works, and God blessed the actions that she took. Then in verse 16, we see the purpose of God being fulfilled. Verse 16 says, And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruse of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. We see the whole process demonstrated throughout these three verses, God's will was executed because the widow woman didn't despise her small beginning. She embraced it, and she accompanied her beginning with faith and with works. And we see that the Lord's purpose was fulfilled because of this. She could have easily despised her circumstances. She had nothing left. There was famine and drought all throughout the land. It seemed like all hope was lost, but because she embraced it, that's when God wrought a great miracle through her, in spite of all the circumstances going on all around her. We have to do like the widow woman and combine our beginning with faith and with works. When she stayed faithful and kept pressing onward during the hard times, she made it through and God blessed her and gave her an abundance. Matthew thirteen thirty-one to 32 says, Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven... Is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and become of a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. The day of small beginnings is like the mustard seed. We plant the small seed and cultivate it, and then it grows into the largest herb. It shows progression from small to big. Our job... At the small beginning, is to plant with faith and then water with works. When we do this, God will bring growth and fulfillment of his purpose. We need to do our job and then let God do his. We need to have both faith and works if we are to ever see real growth in that season of our lives. We can't forsake growth. We must always grow. Being stagnant will get us nowhere. It's always God's will for us to grow spiritually deeper and deeper. We should never leave any seasonal life at the same place that we started it. We need to embrace and cultivate the growth that God desires to see within our life. The widow woman of First Kings didn't stay stagnant. She grew into abundance. She grew with prosperity through her faith in works and the blessing of God. She followed the principles laid out in the parable of the mustard seed. That's why she was able to execute the purpose of God. Job 8 and 7 says, Though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. God greatly delights and takes pleasure in seeing us increase in our latter end. Increase is his will for us. John 10 and 10 says, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. If we desire to see increase, we have to do our part and stay faithful. The mistake that many make is that In their small beginning, they seek to do their own will instead of God's will, and because of this, their season stays small. If we purpose in our hearts to do God's will and to stay faithful and put our faith into action through our works, God will greatly increase us. In our latter end, or even before then, we must understand the purpose for the season that we're in and trust God to see us through. If we follow the commands of God, we can turn our small beginning into an abundant season. We need to trust in him who can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. We need to claim the promise that we find in Ecclesiastes 3 and 11, which says, He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he hath set the world in their heart, so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. God wants to make this season in your life beautiful. Even though you have a hard time in the beginning, he wants to bless your latter end. Claim that promise today in faith, that he will make your latter end beautiful and prosper you and give you the abundance that only he can give you. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we thank you for the times and the seasons that we go through in life, Lord God. And we thank you that you don't forget us when we're in that time of small beginning. No matter what different thing we may be embarking on in life, or even if we're in the middle of a season, Lord God. We trust that you will get us through all the hard times and the struggles and all the tribulations that we're faced with, Lord God. We know that you love us and that you have a good and a special purpose that you have predetermined for this time in our life. You gave the time to the purpose, Lord God, and we trust that you are going to bring us through into abundance and prosperity and blessings all of those best things that you have planned for your people, Lord God. And we claim the promise that you will make our letter end beautiful, Lord God, in your perfect timing. And Lord, we trust you all through it and help us to not waver in faith and help us to put works according to our faith, Lord God. We give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise, Lord God, and we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now if you want to turn your small beginning into a season of abundance and have Jesus as a part of your life today, all you need to do is to invite Jesus into your heart to be your personal Lord and Savior. You then need to repent of your sins and ask for his forgiveness. Then you trust that you've been forgiven and you ask for his free gift of eternal life. Now if you've prayed this from a sincere heart and you truly meant it, then you are now a part of the family of God. Welcome to God's family. We want to thank everybody for listening today. We appreciate you taking out your time to spend with us. If you would like to give us feedback and tell us how much you appreciate this show, you can contact us at kingswordbiblestudy at gmail.com. And if you would like to learn more about this program and this ministry, you can visit kingswordbible.com. We appreciate also if you write a review from wherever you're listening to this podcast from, and if you follow and subscribe so that more people can hear the King's Word for themselves. God bless you. We want you to know that we love you all, and we will see you next week as we continue to study the King's Word together.